Well, praise the Lord. This is Pastor Jerry bringing you the Word of God. Once again, it is always an honor, always a privilege to bring you the Word. So grateful that you're listening in, that you're watching. Praise God. How are you connecting with us? Today, once again, we're going to jump right into Colossians chapter 2, please. Colossians chapter 2. Been working on a series, praise God, our walk in Him, praise God. Bringing out about a dozen different things that the Word has to say about how we walk this walk, praise God. Let's look at our key verse here. Verse number six says, As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord. In other words, for those who have been born again, you've received Christ, so walk in Him. I think this is so key when you think about this, okay? You know, you get born again. A lot of times people say, well, I'm accepted as I am, and you are. You're accepted in the beloved, praise God. But understand that there's a way to walk this thing too, praise God, that he's not just going to, you know, receive you as you are and leave you as you are, praise God. But as you are accepted and received, praise God, now there's some accountability uh, to step up, praise God, and walk the walk and not just talk the talk, so to speak. Praise God. And some of that's going to kind of come out a little bit more before we're done here today. He goes on to say, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith as you've been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. In other words, being rooted, having a root system, uh, being developed, praise God, and then built up, which is a word, actually the word out of that is the word, we get our word edifice, which means a building or something built, floor upon floor, layer upon layer, brick upon brick kind of thing. So rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, fixed founded, praise God, uh, confident, it might be a word that fits in this, praise God, uh, established in the faith as you've been taught, abounding in it, of course, with thanksgiving, which is obviously a key. Therefore, it goes on, beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit according to the traditions of men, according to the basic principles of the world and not according to Christ. And it's just talking about man's ideology and stuff. It's just, you know, we're, we're going to do this God's way, not how man sees it or how man views it or how man somehow analyzes it, praise God. But we're going to do it the way God said to do it. And it says, for in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Talking about the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And you are complete, amen, fully furnished, right, in him who is the head of all principality and power. Now back up to verse 6 again, it says, so walk in him. Well, what does that mean? Well, to, to walk in him means to tread about, to be occupied with, referring to how you live and conduct everyday life. It talks about following as a companion. Is another uh, definition of that word walk, amen, which obviously makes a bit, bunch of sense as we're into this. But it says walk in him which means positioned in Him, uh, how you're positioned in Him and His strength, His ability, His influence, His life. Amen. So in other words, he's saying we're called to walk this a certain way, but we're not to do this on our own. We're to do it in Him, praise God. It's not by your might or your power, but it's by His Spirit, it's by His strength, His influence in your life, praise God. And the more that you're positioned in Him, the better this thing works. The more you're positioned in Him, the more fruit you bear, praise God. That's good fruit, praise God. Amen. Now, of course, what we've done over the last nine, ten weeks, whatever it's been, amen, we've talked about these what the Word has to say about how we walk this. The first one we talked about was walking by faith 
and not by sight. In other words, we're going to have to put some confidence in God, not be moved by how it always looks. Amen. If we're going to do this thing right, we're going to have to walk with some trust in God, some confidence in God. Amen. Some faith in God. Amen. Which means that you can't be moved by natural things all the time. We talked about walking in the spirit and what that means. And we kind of uh, primarily talked about letting him breathe into us on a day-to-day basis. Amen. That we're letting the Spirit of God breathe into us daily, praise God, that we can live this thing and conduct this thing right. We talked about walking in newness of life and what that means. And it's really about this, uh, you know, being fervent in spirit, being empowered and ablaze in God, so to speak. Amen. Being, in a sense, passionate, uh, have that intensity about, uh, you know, being in Him, praise God. Amen. So walking in newness of life. We talked about walking in the light as He is in the light. That radiant energy that makes sight possible, praise God. That as we're in that light, praise God, all of a sudden now we become illuminated, praise God, to where now we're walking in that radiant energy that makes sight possible for others, praise God. And we talked about the importance of that. We talked about walking circumspectly, praise God, which really is just a word about being heedful and watchful, uh, aware of, uh, you know, uh, the actions and things, uh, just being, you know, being aware of the time. It was kind of, we kind of focus a little bit more on that, about awareness of the time that you're in, amen. Not, not just going into this thing nonchalant kind of thing, but really being aware of how you're doing this, uh, you know, in the time that you're in, praise God. We talked about walking worthy of the Lord. In fact, uh, they kind of both kind of dovetail pretty good, and that just means appropriately or accordingly or befittingly, praise God. Uh, in other words, just kind of start looking at some conduct and things like that about how we live this thing, praise God. We talked about walking in good works or in the goodness of God, depending on, on uh, uh, where you're seeing uh, what, which reference we're looking at here. But it's about the goodness of God, okay? Walking in good works, amen. In other words, we're purposely looking beyond ourselves, amen, being a difference maker in the lives of others, doing good things to benefit the lives of others, praise God. Then we talk about walking in the truth, Amen. And what that means is just the word has to be involved in your life. If we're going to do this thing right, in fact, we took some time and kind of went back into that Colossians 2 and look at all the man's ideology and man's traditions and the world's viewpoints and how the world wants, uh, you know, is trying to determine how you should walk this. Well, instead, if you got the word of God in front of you, praise God, you're more apt to be able to discern the difference between what's of God and what's of the world, praise God. What's of God versus what's just man's ideology, praise God. So if we're going to walk in the truth, we're going to have to have the word of God in our lives, which kind of a dust statement, don't you think? Amen. We talked about walking in love because obviously God is love. And if we're in God and God's in us, obviously that that same thing needs to be working in our life. And that's why the scripture says, amen, that we're to walk in this thing, imitating God. Amen. Imitate him. Praise God to mimic God. Amen. God is love. And we're called to walk this same unconditional love. Praise God uh, that he uh, so walks with us. Praise God. Amen. We talked about walking in the fear of God. Amen. Obviously uh, talked about what it means to walk in the fear of God, about being uh, honorable and submitted to him that as he leads, you follow, praise God. We also took some time and did a little bit of uh, 
de, uh, defining the difference between, you know, being alarmed in a sense of panic and fear in that sense versus being uh, alarmed in the sense of awe and respect. And we kind of brought out the difference in that. But the idea was to show you the need to walk in the fear of God. Amen. We talked about, uh, let's see, walking properly. The word says, let us walk properly as in the day. And that just means, in a sense, is again, befitting, befitting, pardon, pardon me, befitting behavior. Amen. Uh, in a sense, talking about uh, putting on the Lord Jesus, putting on the armor of light, throwing off the works of darkness, put it, throwing off the old man, putting on the new man. And we talked about, in a sense, really our our proper and new identity in Christ versus the old identity. We kind of took some time with that. Uh, we talked about walking by the same rule. I think that was even last week, uh, what that means to, uh, in a sense, to walk, uh, not just the things, you know, be reaching for new things to learn, but also remember to keep walking the things that we've already learned. We took a took some time and you can't lose sight of that. You know, when God starts talking about your tongue or where you set your mind or how you, you know, your, your purpose to maintain your heart, all these are, are true principles that you can never let loose of. Amen. These are things that not only are you building on the new, but you're remembering all the glorious things you've already learned thus far. Now today we're actually, I'm actually going to start in the book of Psalms today, Psalms and 26. And believe it or not, I think uh, this is the first time of this series that I started moving, uh, you know, started out of the old covenant, but we are going to spend most of our time in the new covenant. But I just felt like this was a good, a good place to start it in Psalms 26, please. And we're going to talk about, in a sense, walking in integrity and really a more of uh, walking in the strength of character that we're called to. Amen. And uh, Psalms 26, and let's read a few verses out of Psalms 26. Verse 1, we'll start there. And it just says, vindicate me. In fact, the old King James says, uh, judge me in this. Okay, and it's talking about a judgment call uh, in, other, in order to vindicate whether, uh, you know, something's right or wrong. That's what it's talking about. So vindicate me, O Lord, uh, for I have walked in my integrity, praise God. I have also trusted in the Lord. I shall not slip. Examine me, O Lord, and prove me. Try my mind and my heart. Amen. Now let's kind of jump down to like verse 11. I want to read that also. It says, but as for me, I will walk in my integrity. Redeem me and be merciful to me, praise God. So let's define some of this. Okay, he's talking about integrity first off. The word integrity just it refers to something that's complete or whole, but it's, it means something more in the sense of something sincere, something upright, upright or moral innocence, okay? It also means strength of character, which is kind of the key statement for today. Amen, a strength of character. Let me walk in my integrity or in that strength of character. And of course, we're talking about a moral innocence, or we could say uh, sincerity, uprightness, okay? Uh, even honesty kind of fits into this a little bit, okay? But we're talking about a sense of moral character, amen? Now, what is character, all right? Well, character means that a, an account or qualities, or pardon me, account of qualities that identifies a person. 
So if somebody says that person has great character, it means that the account of qualities that identifies them, identifies them as somebody that's good or proper, okay? So an account of qualities that identifies a person speaks of things like a moral constitution, okay? Internal guidelines, moral fortitude. These are all things that fit into this. How we hold to them, uh, integrity, uh, just because just it's right. We do what it's right because it's right. That's what it's talking about. So again, let me say that again. It's talking about a moral constitution or in, internal guidelines, uh, moral fortitude, or how we hold to these things, okay? So in, in other words, integrity is about how just doing something right. Now, the word integrity, let me just kind of give you a little bit of this. Uh, integrity refers to something comes out of the word one or who you are inside. In other words, the one, who, the one individual who you are inside. So it's talking about integrity or, or strength of character. It's talking about who you are inside, okay? Uh, the word integrity also means all in. In other words, can't be divided. In other words, that, an individual who knows who they are. Amen. Now, we determine, uh, we're the ones that determine, you know, our character, who we're going to be. Amen. Now, somebody might, you know, look at you and weigh your life out, and they're going to, you know, determine whether you're a good character or not. Amen. Just by your conduct, or how you uh, appear, how you talk, how you act. All right. But we're the ones that determine our kind of character. We determine who we're going to be, how we're going to be. Amen. And character, really, in a sense, is who you are when no one else is around. Amen. We determine the kind of character that we're going to walk in, praise God. We determine whether we're going to walk in integrity and strength of character or not, praise God. That's our choice, amen. Now, uh, let's see. Uh, let's back up here and look at this again, this text here in, in Psalms 26. And you notice he said, vindicate me. In other words, judge me in this, okay? So he's telling, telling the Lord here, take a look in my life, okay? Stack me up here. Analyze me. Now, hang on to this, okay? Uh, for I have walked in my integrity. I have also trusted in the Lord. I shall not slip. Or in other words, a waver or a pullback, okay? Examine me, okay? In other words, investigate. Prove me. Test me in this. Praise God, all right? Uh, it means to inspect or to look closely at or closely into. It also means to search into, Okay? In fact, a reference here, maybe write this down, Psalms 139, verse 23 and 24. It's a psalmist saying, again, he says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxieties and see if there is any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Okay, all right, so that was Psalms 139. Now, again, back here in Psalms 26, he's talking about examine me or prove me, okay, Judge me. Now, the reason I, I, I thought this was a good reference to do, now I'm going to spend most of my time in the New Covenant, but I thought this was a good, good place to start because we're talking about walking uprightly or with some moral, uh, you know, a moral constitution, so to speak, uh, in a sense, some, a moral, uh, you know, uh, integrity or character, strength of character, amen. And the idea is that, okay, this is how we, we should walk, but He's bringing out something here. He's saying, you know, judge me, search me, try me, investigate, look at my heart. Now, this is really where I'm, where I'm going with this today because it's about a strength of character. Well, there's no strength of character if you're not willing to be looked at, if you're not willing to be 
investigated, if you're not willing to be, you know, somehow, you know, stacked up here or somehow, uh, you know, tested or proven. Amen. See, a lot of people can say, I got good character, but if they haven't really been willing to be proven, then how do we know, right? I mean, that's really just what it comes down to. And so I felt like this today, walking in my integrity or walking in a, a strength of character comes down to this, okay? It's not me, um, you know, even though I determine to make the choices, but when it really comes down to it, what I'm doing is I'm submitting it to God. I'm saying, God, you look at my life. You tell me if I'm where I need to be. I thought this would be a good thing to throw into this series. It might even be, you know, the end of the series. I'm not sure yet, but I'm kind of leaning that way. And the reason being, I thought that this would be really good to end up with because just of the fact of we're saying, God, look at my life. If there's some area of my life that needs to change, then let's change it. If there's something I need to do different, then let's do it different. Amen. If there's something I need to add or something I need to remove, then so be it. And I feel like if we're going to walk in integrity, if we're going to walk in this thing of, of strength of character, then the reason that is because we're letting God be God in our lives. Amen. We're letting him be the judge, so to speak. We're letting him be the one who searches our heart and analyzes our life. Praise God. We're looking at him as the one that says, all right, I'm looking at every part of your life here and I'm going to I'm going to sense make a a, a a judgment call, so to speak, about where you're at and how you are stacking up, so to speak, as an individual, your your qualities of character. Praise God. I hope you're hearing this today, child of God. Hallelujah. So I feel like this. I feel like if we're ever going to be a person that's going to step up and move to a higher place in God, a new level in God, with that's going to come a new level of vulnerability. Anytime you're going to step up your game and go a little higher in God means you're going to have to become even a little bit more vulnerable before God. Amen. Now, remember, our life, you know, uh, even though we have um, a walk that's personal with God, it's never private. You know, you've heard me mention that many times. You know, our walk's never really private. I mean, people can see your life out there and everything. But if you want this thing to be viewed right and seen right, and I'm talking about your walk, amen, then it's going to have to be a walk that somewhere along the line makes the decision that I'm going to become vulnerable to God. I'm going to walk in integrity of character, in strength of character, with a moral constitution, amen, uh, you know, a moral uprightness, Amen. And I'm going to have to let God be the one that determines whether I'm doing this right or not. One of the uh, uh, references a lot of times I use, and I'll just maybe throw it out there, and that is uh, Ephesians 6, and I believe it's verse 14, and it starts to talk about the armor of God, about putting on that armor of God. He says, having done all to stand, you stand. And then it says the first piece of uh, armament that it tells you about is that girding your waist with truth or putting on, in a sense, that belt of truth. And a lot of times your people speed read that and they may be talking about thinking it's talking about the word, but it's really not because that comes a little later when we, you start lifting that sword of the spirit and it brings out the which is the word of God. But this word truth is, means to be true or morally right. Okay, and it's talking about a sense of sincerity and realness, no facade, no hidden agenda. 
Amen. And it talks about in that word a strength of character. That the first piece of armament that you put on in order to resist your enemy is going to be that thing of moral uh, character or the strength of character or integrity or sincerity. Amen. This is something that you got to put on. Amen. Because without it, you become really an easy pick for the enemy. I mean, if you're going to live, you know, uh, halfway, you know, you're not really all in. You're not really living in integrity, but instead you're kind of divided. You're living half this, half that, this side of the fence, that side of the fence kind of thing. Now you just become an easy pick for the enemy. So that's why it starts, the armament starts with that belt of truth. Amen. Being real. Being sincere, praise God. No facade, no hidden agenda. And the more real you can become for God, amen, the, the harder it is for your enemy to pick you apart, praise God. And that's just, just something to understand, praise God. And that was Ephesians 6, by the way. But I'm going to go to like Titus uh, 2. So we're in the New Covenant now. Let's look at something here. Titus 2. Oh, Hallelujah. And uh, kind of a little small book, but I'm going to, again, jump into chapter 2. And there's probably more of this to read, but I, I'm just going to throw this reference out there. It says in verse 7, chapter 2 and verse 7, it says, "...in all things, showing yourself to be a pattern or an example, amen, of good works, in doctrine showing integrity, reverence, and incorruptibility." Amen. Okay, so showing yourself, which literally means to show regard towards something, uh, to show attention or give heed to something. So hang on to that. Okay, uh, so it talks about showing yourself to be a pattern or an example or, you know, a type, a sample, something that somebody could look at, all right, of good works in doctrine showing integrity reverence, and incorruptibility. Now, the Passion Translation of that, verse 7, says, Above all, set yourself apart as a model of a life nobly lived with, in, with dignity and integrity. Okay, let me read that again. This is the Passion Translation. Above all, set yourself apart as a model of a life nobly lived with Dignity and integrity. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Again, showing yourself. So in other words, giving heed. In other words, you're aware of the fact, amen, that your life is being seen and viewed. Amen. If we're going to walk this thing right, if we're going to walk it that we're rooted, that we're built up, that we're established in the faith, one of the keys is you have to be aware of the fact that your life Amen. It's going to be visible. It's going to be seen. Amen. And that you might as well remain very vulnerable uh, before God so God can make adjustments in your life. Amen. If we're going to walk with integrity, sincerity, realness, uprightness, amen, strength of character, amen, then we're going to have to know and be aware of the fact that we're going to have to be vulnerable before God and visible before the people. And that's just the facts, amen, that we're going to, if we're going to walk this right, amen, and especially, again, walking in Him. Again, it's, we're never asking you to do this outside of Him, praise God. Doing it in His power, His strength, His character, praise God. Hallelujah. Now, 2 Timothy, please. 2 Timothy, 
Just back up a book here. 2 Timothy chapter 2, please. Oh, hallelujah. I'm going to read this reference. And um, now take in mind everything we've been hearing. And uh, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15. I'm going to read several verses here, and then I'm going to kind of come back up to this a little later here. It says, be diligent, verse 15, be diligent to present yourself approved to God. Now he's asking this of you. A worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Now, I'm going to come back up there in a minute, okay? But it goes on to say, but shun profane and idle babblings, okay? Idle babbling. It just means empty chatter. In fact, your cross-reference may even say that, okay? Avoid, uh, it says, but shun profane and idle babbling, for they will increase to more ungodliness. In other words, you got to guard your words, your mouth, amen? And their message... It goes on to say, will spread like cancer. Uh, Humanius and Philetus, okay, are of this sort. Talking about two individuals here that didn't do it right. Now, how would you like to be mentioned in the scriptures as one that didn't do it right? Well, anyway, so these two individuals were mentioned. It says, who have strayed concerning the truth, saying that the resurrection is already passed and they overthrow the faith of some. In other words, based on some things they said, it steered people wrong. So he's saying, we don't want to be guilty of that mess. Nevertheless, verse 19, the solid foundation of God stands, having this seal. The Lord knows those who are his. In other words, he's aware of who you are, where you are, your condition. Amen. Hallelujah. Your character. Hang on to that. Right. And let everyone who names the name of Christ depart from iniquity and would steer clear of iniquity. Now, this word, when you break this word iniquity down, it literally brings down or makes it uh, uh, or defines it, pardon me, as wrongfulness of character or wrongfulness of actions. Okay? So he's saying if you're going to do this right, we've got to steer clear or depart from wrongfulness of character and of action. Now remember, there's that word character again, okay? But in a great house, okay, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some for honor and some for dishonor. I'll talk about that here in a second. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, in other words, if you cleanse yourself from the dishonor, you'll be a vessel for honor. Amen. So get rid of the dishonor, you'll be more honorable, praise God. And he says that vessel will be then sanctified or set apart and useful for the master, okay? Hallelujah, prepared for every good work. So let's define some of this because that's what I want to be. That's what you want to be is this vessel, amen, that's, uh, that's a vessel of honor, that's sanctified and useful for the master, amen, and prepared for every good work, amen. If we're going to walk this thing, we might as well walk it so that we can get the job done, that we can be all that we're called to be and fulfill all that we're called to fulfill, praise God. That's what it's about. So let's define a little bit of this verse 21 here. It's talking about being a vessel of honor. First, it talks about, you know, uh, you know eliminating, uh, you know, or cleansing yourself or purging yourself from that which is of the latter, which he's talking about the dishonor. And he says that you might be a vessel of honor. So let's, what does that mean? Well, honor here is referring to something that's valuable, obviously has something of dignity or something esteemed. But it means something precious or prized, or here we go, or something elevated or exalted, or here we go, or proven. Okay, now hang on to that. Now, the word dishonor in that verse prior to that, he says we're called to be purged from that mess. 
It means something of reproach, disgrace, or shame, but it refers to something low-level or substandard, here we go, or not proven, okay, something inconclusive. So he's saying that, you know, if we're going to walk this thing and do this thing right, we've got to have a proven character, okay? So you've got to be willing to be, have God search your heart, look at you, make adjustments in your life, and then purge yourself from anything that, that doesn't line up or doesn't, you know, it isn't worthy of walking in. Amen. So we're going to get rid of anything low level, low level or substandard in order to grab the higher elevated things to be something that's proven. In other words, a proven character. Amen. It means you got to be willing to let loose of the, of the lower things, things that are not proven. Or what was that other word? Inconclusive or um, what was that? Substandard was another word that was used. Amen. So he's saying here, if you want to be a vessel that's, you know, honorable, useful for the master, something that can get the job done, then you're going to have to be willing to say, God, what needs to go? What needs to be changed? What needs to be different? What needs to be added or what needs to be removed in my life in order to be that vessel useful for the master? Now, this word useful, okay, means profitable or meat for use. In other words, something that can be used, okay, easily used. But get this, it means something useful like a special tool or a specialty tool, okay. What it's referring to is a tool that can only, uh, that that's the only tool that can be used for this specific purpose, what it refers to when you kind of look at this word being useful for the master, it relates to something like an individual reaches into his tool shed or his toolbox, all right, to find that special tool for that special need. And that's what he's trying to make you, that special tool for a special need. Amen. A special purpose, we could say. Amen. Useful for the master, praise God. Something that's prepared for every good work, developed, equipped, made ready, um, fit or trained, something that's right and ready to go, praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. So in other words, what he's saying, I need a specialty tool that's prepared and ready. Well, how's that going to happen? Well, you're going to have to be somebody willing to say, all right, I want to be a vessel of honor. That means I have to be willing to in a sense, let loose of that which is dishonorable, all right? Something that's, you know, that's not, you know, worthy of walking in or talking or being or living or acting, amen? Behavior, how you want to look at it, amen? And depending on what we're looking at, amen, might determine, you know, what he's talking to you about. But the bottom line is we're called to be a vessel, amen, that's useful, a vessel of honor that's useful for the master. Amen. Which means, amen, that I have to be willing to be vulnerable before God. Say, Lord, search me. Try me. Amen. Am I where I need to be or not? Now, child of God, if we're going to step up to a higher place in God, then we've got to be willing to do that. we not only got to be willing to say, I'm going to be vulnerable before God, but we're going to have to say, I'm going to be willing to be seen by others. Amen. I don't have no hidden agenda, nothing hidden, nothing hiding, nothing, you know, uh, you know, any low-level mess that's just, you know, that we're going to try to somehow sweep it under the rug kind of thing. We're going to live before people, amen, and we're going to keep ourselves open, our heart open before God, amen, that God can begin to work things in us. Let's back up to verse 15 before I let you go today. 
And it says, be diligent to present yourself approved to God. So let's take a look at some of this. I'm going to actually break this verse into about three different parts here. But the first part here, be diligent to present yourself approved to God. Okay, be diligent means to, in a sense, be, uh, be prompt, be earnest, active, okay? Uh, in fact, uh, some say study to show yourself approved. It just means to be studious in the sense of tenacious, motivated, okay? Stay with it, praise God. Be diligent to present yourself, okay? It means to provide proof or evidence of, to substantiate or confirm, okay? To show or exhibit oneself. That's what we were talking about earlier, okay? Be diligent to present yourself, amen? Uh, uh, it says approved to God. Okay, the word approved means uh, accountable, proven by repute or character. Again, there's that word again. Okay, so in other words, you got to be willing to say, all right, take a look at me. Okay, I'm before you now. You can call the shots. How, do, how am I doing this? Am I, am I where I need to be? Am I living it like I should be living it? Amen. Search my heart, O Lord. Amen. See if there's any wicked way in me. If there isn't, I want it gone Amen. I want to be a vessel of honor. Praise God. Useful for you. Praise God. This is what it's about. So be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed. Okay, what does that refer to? Well, a worker, just talking about somebody, a laborer, somebody, uh, one in charge, one carrying out a task, a duty or a job. That's what it's talking about. Okay, a worker who does not uh, need to be ashamed. Okay, and that just means... uh, it means uh, irre- irreproachable, a life beyond embarrassment, a life uh, beyond question or reproach or ill repute, okay? Uh, what it's just talking about is I want to make sure I'm that vessel that's not living something that's going to bring embarrassment to myself, my family, my church, uh, my God, all right? I want to live right, amen? A worker who does not need to be ashamed, amen? Hallelujah. Understand this, that the quality of character released determines the level of respect uh, that you receive. So in other words, the more you live this right, the more respect you do, you, you'll receive. In fact, one of the, let's see if I, I don't know if I brought it out earlier, but um, our character uh, determines trust, actually, or makes trust possible. It's probably a better way to say it. Our character makes trust possible. In other words, it'll determine your sphere of influence. If the more of greater in, uh, character you walk in, the more influence you'll probably have. The greater that sphere of influence will happen, the more people will trust you. Amen. Understand that. That's important. That's one of the reasons he talks to you about this. All right. All right. So a, a worker who does not need uh, to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Okay. This is that verse 15 again, rightly dividing the word of truth, okay, which means uh, divide, dividing accurately to dissect or analyze right, uh, rightly walk it. Um, it means to examine the parts of the whole. You're taking each piece, you're looking at it right, you're analyzing it. So it's talking about here rightly dividing the word of truth, okay, which means I, I purpose to do the, what it says, what the word says, amen. Not, uh, not living outside of that, praise God. Now, if it says rightly divide, which means you can wrongly divide. Keep that in mind, child of God. 
Amen. So it's about walking this thing, amen, and not just talking about it, not just saying that you're going to live it, but actually doing it. Amen. Not just about uh, the kind of doctrine that you, you, you say you believe in, but in a sense, you're walking that doctrine. Not just saying that this is the truth I believe in, but instead we're walking that truth. That's what it's talking about here. Amen. Uh, nope, not, bringing any, uh, not bringing any shame. What's he say? A worker who does not need to be ashamed, but rightly dividing the word of truth, praise God. Many times people have a charisma that, uh, that can take them places that their character can't keep them. And boy, I'm telling you, that's why a lot of times we have in the body of Christ, we have certain things that happen and people do things and you sit here and you think, my goodness, what are they thinking? You know, but a lot of times what it is, they might have a charisma or a gift that might take them a certain place, but they don't have necessarily the character to keep them there. Amen. So what we're talking about is really walking in integrity walking in a place of strong character where you're letting God look at your life and at the same time not being, not being afraid to living this thing out in front of, of people, praise God, because you have nothing to be ashamed of. Amen. You're living this thing right. You're doing the God thing. You're following God. Amen. And if I do this, praise God, being rooted and built up in Him and established in the faith, I'll bear the fruit I'm called to bear, praise God. I was thinking about this. Um, you know, we talk about taking heed to ourselves was a, a thing I mentioned earlier. Probably didn't spend enough time on that. But, but when you start thinking about taking heed, the scripture has so many references about you looking inward and saying, Lord, you know, take a look here. Here I am exposed, vulnerable before you. Amen. Adjust me, change me, rearrange me, whatever it takes. The scripture says in 1 Timothy 4, take heed to yourself and be an example. 1 Corinthians 10 says, let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he falls. Amen. Colossians 4 says, take heed to the ministry in order that you may fulfill it. Praise God. Titus, which is one we talked about earlier, says, show yourself to be a pattern of good works. Okay. All of this is talking about, amen, amen, living this thing right, doing what it takes to make sure I'm doing it right. 2 Corinthians 13 says, examine and test yourself to avoid disqualification. 1 Corinthians 11, again, says to judge yourself lest you be judged. Amen. 1 Peter brings out judge, judgment always begins first in the house of God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, the reason I just, you know, just look at some of these references is because we have to always understand, amen, that we don't just live however we want to live. We purpose to live it right, to do it right. You know, years ago, as you kind of, you know, especially as society as a whole, it used to be a handshake and a word of mouth was enough. People could go on that. Now, that's not quite the way it is anymore. Amen. People used to, you know, do what's right because it was right. I mean, it was just the right thing to do. That's what you do. And you just don't see it as much anymore. All right. People used to have a little bit more character, more honor, more integrity, more honesty, no facade, no hidden agenda. It used to be more like that. All right. Now, I'm not saying that back then there wasn't, you know, there wasn't wickedness and evilness out there. Obviously, there was. There was obviously people that had their own agendas and and corrupt and all that. We understand that. But it just seemed like there was a lot more people that walked with some integrity and honor. Hallelujah. Strength of character than we see nowadays. So my heart for you today, child of God, is to stir you up and to be that person, the one that's going to walk, amen, in integrity, with strength of character, walk upright before God, vulnerable before God, and okay that man around them can look at their life, amen, you got nothing hidden, no, uh, no facade, all right, 
living sincere and real. Praise God. Hallelujah. And if you purpose to do that, I guarantee a child of God will get the job done. We'll be all that we're called to be. We'll fulfill all we're called to fulfill. We'll complete what we need to complete. Praise God. We'll be the vessel of honor. Amen. For the master that's useful for the master. Praise God. Hallelujah. Ready and prepared for every good work. Praise God. Child of God, I hope you got something today. Praise the Lord. So thankful again that you're watching and listening. Praise the Lord. Father, I give you praise and glory for a people of God that had an ear to hear, a heart to receive. And Lord, again, opening the eyes of our understanding. We give you praise for the good work that you began and that you are completing that work in our lives. We give you the praise. We give you the glory in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Child of God, I call you blessed. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to watch the video of this message, head over to vimeo.com forward slash victory or go to Jerry Roberts Ministry on Roku. For more information about who we are and what we do here at Order Victory, check out the website at wovictory.org. That's wovictory.org. See you there.